Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 272. I'm your host for this one, David Palermo. Follow us on Instagram, where I post most of the stuff. That's my go-to. It's easy. It's fast. Numb Bills Fan on Twitter for some stuff. Also throw up usually the shorts from Instagram as well onto YouTube Live. You know, shorts or whatever it's called. So just one minute things, fun little edits, catch the Kyle Allen series if you haven't, three three videos pretty much about Kyle Allen, like what are we doing, I'm a Bills fan, if Josh Allen goes out, next man up for a few games, we gotta get wins, and Kyle Allen ain't it, Barkley is back at the bar, he's on an injury settlement, I overslept uh, on Friday, I had an interview with Kyle Trimble, Dr. Kyle Trimble from Banged Up Bills lined up. And I had some pointed questions about Gabe Davis, contract year, high ankle sprain. I'm stoked that he's 100%. I think he's a, a fantasy sleeper. Um, Diggs going to blast off, have a huge year. And, you know, I want to also get into Spencer Brown, stuff like that. So, real quick, I have Mike Smith. I randomly called him. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to some podcasts out there. Cover One, The Shout Podcast. Lockdown Bills, all great information in WGR RSS feeds, Chopin Bulldog, and the the Jeremy Show. And uh, here's Mike Smith going in. Get in the end zone. He sucks. What's up? So, um, I just pretty much did an intro without you, and I was curious if uh, you had anything you're looking for out of the Bills. Um, what is your main concern or uh, your bright spot? I, I think Diggs deep, for example, is going to happen. I feel like Diggs and Sauce Gardner, Dude, I feel like there's going to be a chip the on their shoulder. Ball. I think it's going to be great. Josh in the long ball, that's obviously a foregone conclusion because Chicks dig the long ball, so we don't have to worry about him airing it out because that's going to happen. Okay, what I would like to see is us to just pound the ball down their throat, do a little old-school football action, and say, yeah, we're running. What you going to do about it, huh? All right, let me piggyback on that. What you going to do? So you brought up James Cook, and here's the thing with, with James Cook is I really like Harris, actually. But James Cook, I finally want to just have this, you know, um... What is it? This putty. Uh, I I want to have the chest that I've been looking for. You you get what I'm saying, dude? You know what I mean? Like I feel like the the, the chest of it. They, they were missing it last year. No, I I hear you, chest mess, dude. Fucking crush. Like, but okay, for example, like I, I want to see more screen passes. You know, oh, yeah, I want to see, like, James Cook be used how we thought he would be used when he was drafted as a rookie, you know? Oh, Cash coming? Yo, bro, let me let me a little, little thing. I just want them. This is – you got to understand. Now, you were very critical of the offensive coordinator last year. As it's like, year two, bro. He gets a mulligan. Well, yeah, it's good that you say that now because he wasn't about that last year. What I'm saying, this is year two. He's a little comfortable. Now he can cut loose, you know what I mean? Oh, look. Look. He's going to be just fine. The Bills, 
everyone's projecting like some kind of revolution out of the AFC East, okay? They're not happening, okay? There's one team to beat in the AFC East. Everyone's picking against the team to be in the AFC East because they're, I don't know, they're probably smoking drugs. I don't know what they're doing because they're talking crazy. Anytime people talking crazy, I always think drugs are involved. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I I, I uh, totally you know? agree with you. So you got the team to meet. The team to meet is the Bills. It's not the Dolphins. It's not the Jets. It's not what these cupcakes are picking on ESPN. Okay, it's the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills have done absolutely nothing to their roster. Their gameplay, their style that says, oh, we're just about to be a huge downfall from what we were last year. Well, well, if anything, too, Mike, you know, I've always been about that that offensive line. And, dude, Osiris Torrance, the guard, the second-round pick this year, he has been turnkey. And we saw what happened when Aaron Cromer had – you know, a nice guard and incognito. It's a monster. Yeah. So I'm. You know, this is a big matchup for him against that Jets D line. But I'm really, I, dude. I, I'm very confident. And, and I want to ask you something before I forget about it. Speaking of defense, but but on the Bills defense here, um, you know, McDermott. I'm very excited because I feel like, like it's going to be a, a, a quicker defense, like more like Schwartz for layman's terms. You know. Very, very oh, fast. Our coordinator, bump Nick Dermott calling the defense versus whoever it was last Frazier. year. Frazier. Frazier. Yeah, Frazier. He was – he's a grandpa. I mean, he's the reason why we lost in the playoffs. Like, I still don't know why we weren't pressing those people in the snow. We were just giving them five yards free run when there's no traction, no nothing. We're just like, hey, let's just give them – it's fourth and third and one critical play of the game. Let's just let's give him five yards free. Like, what, what did you think was going to happen? You know, and then, dude, Frazier knows what he did. He's like, dude, I fucked up royally. Why do you think Frazier picked them to go all the way? You know what I mean? He's not with the team. It's very common for people to leave a team and then. Hey, you know, they voiced their opinion after and after the fact they're picking somebody else. No, he was with the team. He was right there. He's been with other teams. He's been with the Vikings. He's been with wherever. Yep. He didn't he didn't get booted out of town and then say, Oh no, it's it's gonna be somebody else. No, he's like, Yeah, I was in that locker room, it's gonna be the Bills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no, I got no qualms, no quarries. You, you know what I? You I know what though? Dallas I feel Cowboys for Leslie. Cowboys over forty four and a half for five bills today, so we're doing good right now. Hopefully they keep that going, pal. So I wanted to go to the game down there, but I don't got the scribble for the cash for it. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers. I feel that Jets team. A lot of Bills fans, they just shit on them, and it's cool, but. Um, how much are those tickets? They were like five hundred bucks. They gotta be. It's gotta be in New York. It's gotta Dude, be way more than what it is in Buffalo. One eighty. One eighty to go to the Bills game. As in three days ago, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So I mean, I could look it up, but why the fuck would I do that? Um. So, talk to me about the Jets. What do you like? Don't like about the Jets? What are you seeing out of them? You know, um, you I, I really believe in. I, I believe they can be a good team. I don't he, think he got that, 
they got that defensive coordinator as a coach from the Dolphin or from the Niners. They were solid last year defense. They were a solid defense. They just sucked on offense. Honestly, they answered that question. Not saying that um, old man Rodgers is who he used to be, but given the team surrounding him, the line, the ability to move the ball, they upgraded exponentially. Oh, shoot. Real quick, let me interject. Let me interject. Uh, Lightning fantasy segment. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in a draft. Um do you want to reset what happened in the draft where your guy here, me, picked Aaron Rodgers and I got laughed at? And you look at Pat Mahomes, he, he did okay. Yeah, you know? you're a degenerate for drafting Aaron Rodgers as, like, the fourth quarterback. But, hey, dude, did you see what Kevin Love did today? You could have Kevin Love in, like, the 14th round or something, like, super late. I mean, I grabbed him. I grabbed him super light. Yo, Kevin Love looked good. All right, Look real throwing good. the you ball over top of people in the corner of the end zone. Just think of the running back or wide receiver you could have took and then taken that guy super late. Like, mm-hmm. crazy. Crazy. Well, I did DraftKings today, Mike, and I opened up the app, and I had, uh, I believe, $53, and now I'm up to 59 and they had this murderer's row lineup. I had Tyree. I, I picked three different lineups with different approaches. And uh, yeah. one lineup, I had Tyreek Hill. And then I had the Cardinals defense, uh, which is, you know, something you don't really talk about. But I had Lamar Jackson laid an egg. But I was up $15 each one. And then I lost money on the other ones I did. So I put them in the money front. But I'm, I'm up $7, okay? So just so you know. Um, All I know is. Uh, Weedem boys is looking pretty good. Oh, that's a late hit out of bounds. Give him 15. But yeah, dude, we're going to be fine. It's going to be a good high flying scoring game. If the weather's good tomorrow, you're going to see 50, 60 points go up. But the Bills will win by six. All right. You think it'll be that tight? So. Okay, well, you have a good night. I will call you tomorrow. Toodles. Yeah, dude, clocking out, bro. Have a good one. Peace. Well, that's Mike Smith. I'm sorry. Okay. But on the real, I love talking to Mike. I drive around a lot for work calling. We talk about the bills. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to get home, record about it. And then I've been doing a lot of little one-minute videos that are fun to edit. I'm just talking some shit. So if you've been following along, check out Numb Bills Fan on YouTube Shorts, on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter that much. Uh, I, I have boycotted Facebook, sorry. Um, just trying to have some fun with this and um, put out my own little media thing here. Get, get our own takes out. So, with long form stuff, I like to be well thought out. And, uh,. I got to say, I got some thoughts. So this year with Josh Allen in the drafting of Kincaid, I wasn't sure what to think about Kincaid. And then I started thinking about the state of football and the way that when the plays break down, what's Pat Mahomes doing? What's Josh Allen doing? They're looking for that guy to get open. And Kincaid 
by all accounts, his draft scout, his draft report is he he understands bending zones, meaning finding space. Sports is about finding space, you know. And and I was kind of it is a little lofty to compare him to Cole Beasley, but they will be used in the same way, find space. That said, if he gets three receptions tomorrow, or even targets, that's fine. I don't expect much. I'm even. I I really wanted to podcast selfishly today to, to put some stuff out there in the ether to marinate for a bit. And the number one thing that's on my mind right now with this Kincaid is it hit me today. Could this be a smoke screen? The Bills even sent me an alert to breaking down, you know, what 22 personnel or 12 personnel, whatever you want to say with two tight ends out there. I'm like, why are you giving me an alert? And, McDermott and that team is very protective about what the media covers with with the Bills and lets out. So if you're talking about Kincaid, which is a great thing to talk about, you know, and you go to camp and then all the reports are when you're not at camp, seeing that, you know, a lot of the repetitions are an error. A lot of the repetitions are one-on-one and then some 11-on-11 some seven and seven like it's just oh man he's tearing up camp mckenzie tore up camp last year the bills didn't use him the same way you know um those camp darlings all the time i'm excited for kincaid but i think it's a lot of expectations for kyle brandt to go out there and go oh he could be a defensive Rookie of the or offensive rookie of the year. It's just like, are you sure, dude? Like you're being a little ridiculous, man. What what makes you think Diggs, Gabe Davis, contract your Gabe Davis, high ankle sprain list, Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, huge year. He's a fantasy breakout, I think, this year. For real, he he's so good, and and all I looked for in a camp was. And in preseason, with everything that I was bitching about, you know, the ball is on a rope to Davis and Diggs for the most part. That's all I gave a shit about. That's all that matters. And then what? Knox is a $14 million contract? And then Kincaid? Well, what about Hardy and Sherfield? Sherfield balls out. Hardy is electric. So I think Kincaid is a smokescreen. Keep your eyes on Kincaid. We're not talking about the Diggs drama. I'm glad it's all settled. Totally glad. I I I love riffing on that. It was funny. Um, because players have to communicate to the team where they can't put it in the media, so they have to do actions. They have to take their lashings. There's a game. It's chess. It's media chess. But the more we talk about Kincaid, we don't talk about. McDermott's new defense a lot of pressure on McDermott and his defense he hasn't called defensive plays in how long and I threw it out there the assistant coach for the Bills um not for nothing I I I, I look at it like that dude is the stealth defensive coordinator so it's kind of 
a thing where if McDermott If McDermott had Leslie Frazier leave, I don't know what that means. But I will say there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that, of course, we don't know about. But I think we're going to see how impactful Tremaine Emmons is or not this year. Or was, I should say. Because... Leslie Frazier, I really like Leslie Frazier. I was a Vikings fan with my father as well as the Bills, and I was used to that defensive line rotation with Frazier. But there was something about watching, if you remember Jim Short's defense, how aggressive it was, how quick, how players loved to play for him. And now he's with the Bears, or I mean with the Browns. And after the Browns beat the Bengals today, Jim Schwartz is like, or, or one of the players, they interviewed a defensive back, forgot his name. And he's he's just so jazzed out to play for Jim Schwartz. They're like, yeah, we love playing it so quick. You know, because these players just want to, you know, pin their ears back, they say, right? And, and, and get after it. And with McDermott, I'm hoping to see that. And when the Bills hired McDermott, I was actually really stoked because there's a wrestler. And I just knew that if he gave this dude time and the levels of wrestling he got to, he can make something awesome happen with the team. I've been very critical about him, but we have to be critical. It's, it's that sports. It's being objective of your coach. I'm not here to blow the coach. I have a job. I don't need to pander to him. Okay? We're all, they're, they're just human beings. They go to work. They come home. They spend time with their family. They go, they go back to work. They're, they're freaking people. Okay, so McDermott's got a lot of shit on his plate this year. He's got a lot of pressure. Bills have linebacker Terrell Bernard as middle linebacker one. Um, I'm not sure what to think. I mean, remember, I'm the guy that said giving up all those picks for Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, we can't wait five years for him to develop into an impactful player. But the reason I think we're going to see something out of him, we're going to wonder his value and see it, is because a lot of NFL coaching is not going to be out there for the mainstream media to take over. There's so much drama that how much X's and O's, how deep can you go? So when I look at Tremaine Edmonds and you see how many times they throw on his side of the field, it is, it's kind of like you see where that dude is. He's so rangy. But then I could tell you for the amount of assets they gave up for him, I would have rather had that put into the offensive line. And if middle linebackers are so easy to find a dime a dozen, then just figure it out, coach. That's where you coach, right? The defensive side of the ball. So when I go back to the depth chart here, and we go to cornerback two, Christian Benford. It's like, what the fuck happened with Kyrie Elam? And I'll tell you what happened with Kyrie Elam. First round pick, square peg round hole. One thing I don't understand is all the beat reporters, people you talk about, Kyrie Elam works his ass off, yada, 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 and he's never had such a hard time. That tells me 
that the coaches and the scouting department were not on the same page. And this is stuff that you and I, the average person, can look into. What system did he play in Florida? Like, like what, what system? Was, was he a, a zone corner? No. So when McDermott comes in, and you cut Nicole Roby Coleman, and he was a nickel corner, starting, man corner, and and I don't know. I just like to build off of what we have. I know every coach just gets rid of stuff and comes in and creates dead cap. I get it. But then they trade a Ronald Darby, who was defensive player of the year as a, or defensive rookie of the year two years prior, going into year three. Second round pick, and you didn't have that pick for first round with Watkins gone, right? Year prior. And then you even had like a Kevon Seymour as well in development, late round pick. So McDermott cut those dudes or traded them. But then Bean drafts Elam years later. That doesn't fit their scheme. Riddle me that. Wait, what's going on? Is it a marketing pick? How do you market that? I don't understand who wanted that. Is that a reason Leslie Frazier's not here? Is like, dude, what's going on? And then you have Christian Benford, what a six-round pick, I believe, getting starting. I don't mind. That's awesome. But you can't tell me that, man. Beans drafts are great. Man, look how good he's doing, dude. He really hits in those late-round picks. Yeah, and, and rounds one through three should be starters. Year one, serviceable. There's so many positions, you, and then there's only so many systems. So I hope you can fill what you what you need. I mean, don't you want your players with limited reps and with the CBA to get to where they need to be as fast as possible? I love that Kincaid is is being featured. I love that they're going to play his ass. I love that, you know, we're talking about Torrance just climbing the depth chart at guard and 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 staying there. It's it's great. Exactly what we need. I've been saying invest in the old line. And ironically, this is probably my favorite Brandon Bean draft. I really enjoy it. I am so stoked for this year. I, I can't even believe it. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on, on the Jets and the Dolphins and was watching the Patriots. I've been so excited this in a long time. But one thing that I love is is having an objective year. I don't like having the Bills as a Super Bowl favorites, but when I zoom out and look at the rest of the league, I go, wait a second. As hard as I am on the Bills, they're actually a pretty good team, and I can be with Mike on that. And I believe in McDermott. But I think it's a lot on their plate in New York City to win that game. Especially when I believe the NFL is Disney and you want the best storylines like any sports. I mean, there's clips coming out about the NBA. There's a book on the NFL called Interference um, by Dan Dan or Don Maldia. You can look into that book, Interference. I have it on audio for what it's worth, and I'm 14% in, and it's so Chicago mob and all this old like stuff, and I, I'm – these names are so over my head, but a lot of these names are familiar when you hear them, so it's pretty wild. But 
My point is, is if New York wins this game, it's huge. It's great. And with the Bills, I'm all panicking. But really, I'm just disappointed because last year we went into hope with, with James Cook. And what the Bills do, they barely use the kid. They didn't play chess. But then we find out there's stuff with Josh Allen behind the scenes going on. Okay, we find out, who knows, there could be stuff. Remember, the team has a media department. What did I say earlier? You have Kincaid. He, we're not talking about McD and his defense. We're not talking about what's going on with, you know, cornerback too. What's going on with assets. We're talking about happy shit because the Bills should be dominant. Josh Allen is a prototype. Support him. I expect Diggs to go off. So much that I drafted Diggs number four in a 12-team league. On the turn back, I grabbed Henry. And then on the way back from there, I grabbed Aaron Rodgers, and I got laughed at because I had Herbert on the board after. But I don't care. I really don't. Um, I believe in Diggs, and Diggs I trust always. I believe in Josh Allen, clearly. Um, I have him in my dynasty league. Mike Smith named him named my team Josh Allen Truther. It was his rookie year. Um, Mike said he was the worst quarterback coming out of the draft, and I agree with him because I just listened to Mike. And it's not a scapegoat. Our friend uh, Scott Campbell, who I'd sit next to at games, ripped on me forever, and he'd save my tweets. Because, frankly, I didn't think the Bills media would support the kid. We saw what happened with EJ Manuel. We saw what happened with all these other guys. So give credit to McDermott and, and the Bills public relations team for supporting Josh Allen. And once I saw him in camp and, and saw some throws at OTAs, you know, you, you just don't. The scouting reports don't line up. And you have to bet with these players that they have work ethic. And it worked out with Josh Allen. My whole deal was get him an old lineman now and you could get back to the playoffs. You had Tyrod Taylor there. And the way that McDermott and them treated Tyrod Taylor, I just um, I didn't want to see a quarterback go through that. So I'm glad that he did. And he worked his ass off with Jordan Palmer every offseason. And he was – I watched a lot of quarterbacks come through at camp and – go through the process with the Bills. And he never looked out of place, ever. You know, so I do believe that Bean sits on his hands during a championship window here. Um, last year, the Bills needed a receiver. Um, I know Tony disappointed the other night with the Chiefs, but I, I wonder, like, why aren't the Bills in the running for this kid? Like, what's up? You know Dave, all right? So the Bills traded Basham. You know, remember Boogie Basham? Second round pick. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I am wrong. So they traded Boogie Basham, swapping late round picks with the Giants. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And that means they can't get rid of Shaq Lawson. I, I love Shaq Lawson. But you're talking a second-round pick. And I'm not ripping on the kid. And then you had A.G. Epinesa the year before, second round. 
Greg Rousseau, first round. So you have Von Miller, 31 years old, signing a $120 million contract. Now it's a torn ACL, but I'm stoked on Von Miller. I'm so stoked on Von Miller. Don't get me going on Von Miller. Extremely good athlete. Allegedly, he is clear to go. The one doctor cleared him. But you got to get your knee hardened. That's what uh, Dr. Kyle Trimble was saying on Lockdown Bills podcast. And uh, that's Kyle Trimble, Dr. Kyle Trimble from uh, bangedupbills.com. Again, I had him lined up Friday night. My dumbass fell asleep. And I was really looking forward to talking to Gabe Davis and the effect of a high ankle sprain and for him to put up those numbers. And also, and while I'm here, um, let me just ramble. While I'm here, you know, I got the point of defensive ends out of the way. And I guess I'm, I'm excited that Shaq Lawson, not I guess, I'm very excited for Shaq Lawson, but I'm glad the Bills moved on from Boogie Bash and gave him a start somewhere else. Um, Spencer Brown, the other side of the ball again. Right tackle. Brandon B. McDermott, keep going to bat for this guy. The, um, the lens is out, but what's weird is scoping in on Spencer Brown. His back injury, he had back surgery the year before last season. So, lat, or, I'm sorry, the offseason before the start of last season, Spencer Brown had surgery on his back. And he had an epidural or something where, or before every game, which is really painful. And I'm not saying that the Bills can find right tackles, you know, in the backyard and stuff like that. And they're easy to find. Like, what are they supposed to do? But I'm not a general manager of the team. And that's my whole point with this Kyle Allen. If you see my jokes about Kyle Allen, like, who the fuck is Kyle Allen? I made three videos about it. Like, who the fuck is Kyle Allen? You're telling me you don't have it in the budget to get a guy. You're just going to put all your chips in on Josh Allen. And I get it. We are. But at a certain point, who's protecting Josh Allen? Oh, this guy's Spencer Brown. That... A lot of people were high on his rookie year. And I don't know what to think. I'm not out there. But a guard like Torrance comes in, and I think he's going to change up everything. I think that's what Aaron Cromer needed. I also think that's what Spencer Brown needed. So when I look at the Jets' defensive line, I just see a bunch of monsters that I, I really fear, you know, so when it comes down to it, do you see Spencer Brown being that guy that, that Bean and McDermott are backing up consistently? I'm not sure. I am not sure. Mitch Morse, I don't know what to think. I think he's solid. I'm worried about his concussion history. You know, so that whole right side, I think we can run the ball safely on that side. Like Torrance was so, I'm so excited about Torrance. I'm very excited for Harris as well at running back. 
pass protection. He's a big ass dude. He's reigned on the Bills for over 100 yards of the last four games or something. Two, three, four. Don't listen to me. Pretend you didn't hear that. That's just what I hear. Okay, talking out of my butt. Um, I don't have a score prediction against the Jets or you know with the Bills and Jets. Don't sleep on Aaron Rodgers, Lazard, and Cobb. Having guys who know your system come in, they're on beat. You listen to beat reporters, and, and they say it's just different when you see they're right where they need to be. And I l- like Aaron Rodgers. I'm a big fan, COVID MVP. Fuck that vaccine. Um, not a season ticket holder because of that shit. Um, but I tried to this year, but I failed. So Aaron Rodgers... Looking forward to it. I think Sauce Gardner is a real deal on defense for the Jets, but I I, I feel like Stephon Diggs is gonna he's gonna eat him. But I believe he's not a match cover corner. He just plays one side. So there you go. He doesn't stick to receiver. Stays on one side. That's that's all I hear. Could be wrong. Again, this is just Numb Bills fan podcast. Just a guy. Just got done playing my Man and Ultimate team. Okay. Looking for a good card, a Man and Ultimate team. Uh, I have an 84 Watson from the Packers. Six foot four. I believe in 85 speed. Again, you're listening to Numb Bills fan. Dave, I don't know shit. But he's a good card. He's all right. Um, as far as my notes here, that's all I got. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to see the Bills get a Super Bowl. Badly. The Chiefs just lost. I I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a, a fun player to play against. But that Jets team beat the Bills a game. I mean, can the Bills stop the run? I mean, it sounds stupid, but the run is coming back. It's the Bills need to have a bigger chess game than what they did last year, and I think we're seeing the effects and how good Dable was. Kincaid, who knows if Dorsey wanted Kincaid? They they're just gonna market whatever the fuck they market. You pick them up, you run the press. There you go. Print the papers. Okay. I'm excited for Ken Dorsey. Year two, he's very passionate. I was very, I can't believe you're hiring this guy, McDermott, to be offensive coordinator, a rookie offensive coordinator when you're running, you're driving a race car right now. And you're putting like a little four-cylinder engine in it if you do that. Like what's going on here? But my dude, Aaron Cromer, offensive line coach, a big fan. Huge fan. Um, if you remember the Rex Ryan years, he was a deep, you know the O line coach. Then he went to the Rams. He won a Super Bowl that next year. Todd Gurley, I say it all the time on his podcast. Todd Gurley sucked the year before. The line was a mess. I had I had uh, a comedian Kevin Elliott on. He's a Rams fan, and we talked about that O line that summer. He's like, dude, it sucked. And next thing you know, Aaron Cromer gets there. They win a Super Bowl. And the Kyle Roby Coleman, by the way. Isn't that funny? So, 
that was that infamous where Roby mowed down the New Orleans receiver. Oh, real quick. Um, why I really like Sean McDermott, a pre-thread real quick. So, if you guys remember the one preseason game, the Bills had a bunch of pre-snap penalties. What makes a great coach is having it turn into, I believe, no pre-snap penalties in the next game. Um, how do you do that? How do you talk to men? How do you get results out of men who have mad money? They're not college kids. We've seen a lot of college coaches come into the NFL and just fail. There's no leverage. You have to communicate to men. And that's my favorite part about McDermott. And by the way, this Unabomber McDermott look, love it. He looks so fucking serious. He's been in the lab, been in the shed. <laughs> love this McDermott Unabomber look. I don't give a shit, man. I That... I would like to go live with McDermott for 30 seconds in wrestling. I'm not I'm not lying. Um, I don't have a singlet anymore, but I do still have my knee pads. Um, I run my BMX bike with them. They're ASICs knee pads. They're reversible. They're green and, and blue. But, like, yo, if McDean wants to go live for 30, like, I would love to, man. It would be so fun. I really respect the coach. Um and I love what he. I, I like that he can get that team to play. They they never look tired. I, I love that he protects that locker room. The Diggs thing he did fuck up on. You know, a few other things. He's probably a control freak, but that's okay. He's learning, and the Bills have a great record. Year in year out lately, which is weird to say. So go Bills. I'm your host, David Palermo here, and I'm trying to find a way to get the Bills to to genuinely squish this team, but I just don't know. I don't like the defensive line against the Bills O-line. That's a matchup where I just start there. Um, I'm nervous about it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the Jets, the, the the Bills' offense or stats on it, they sputter against the Jets. And, and I'm having a hard – I think the game is going to be very close. I don't – I think what Mike said, the Bills by six. If the Bills win, it's by three. If they lose, it's by, it's by three. I don't have a score for you. Have a great night, day, whenever you listen to this. I appreciate all the support over the years. If you're looking for some kind of content, I'm doing whatever is fun and passionate. I expect to do live posts and pregame stuff like this one. So enjoy the year. This is going to be fun as fuck. I can't wait. Um, A lot of cool stuff happening. I've been working on some stuff behind the scenes, but really I got a place in Tampa Bay now or near Tampa. And um, I plan to be more creative in other aspects. Just really focus on working and to sit down and talk long form. I got to know what I'm talking about. And I'm I'm so enthralled with all the great content creators out there that I mentioned before. From Cover One to the Shout Podcast. You know, to Kyle Trimble with Banged Up Bills. You need all your injury stuff right there. That's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Um so yeah, thank you everybody for following along for years. 
and toodaloo. I'm your host, David Palermo. That was Mike Smith having his friends over for Madden, gambling, doing whatever you don't, you're not supposed to do. And uh, take care. Subscribe everywhere. Peace.